0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeButes from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I have a special guest on my podcast and I have him on here for a special reason. When this podcast airs, it's going to be the fifth anniversary of moving in to our little hobby farm. And since I haven't done a hobby farming um, podcast episode recently... And I say in the intro, we talk about all things simple, life on our hobby farm. We're going to talk about five years in our hobby farm with my special guest. I'm sure you can guess who it is by now, but I'm going to wait to introduce him until after I thank my podcast sponsor. Um, Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. We have used their homeschooling curriculum for 14 years now and have been satisfied always, but right now they have a free and updated for 2019 Advent and Christmas activity and scripture copywork ebook. They have over 40 pages of journaling pages, art activities, coloring pages, and scripture copywork, and this year they've also added advent-related scripture and two levels of copywork pages for younger and more advanced writers. So, go over to apologia.com/christmas and get your free Christmas copywork and activity Ebook That looks really awesome. I'm going to get one for Ethan. So I wanted to introduce you to my, um, I was going to say to my podcast sponsor, I was (laughs) going to introduce you to my special guest. And it is my husband, Steve.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: He has not been on the podcast in a while. And I was talking to him recently and saying I wanted to have him on again. And he was like, what would we talk about? And I was like, I don't know. But when we've been on together in the past, everybody has always enjoyed it. So then this week, I was smack in the middle of my regular recording of the podcast. And I literally couldn't, like, my mouth actually, like, closed. I couldn't keep talking. And I was like, I feel like God shut my mouth. And so I turned off the podcast and I was like, oh, that just didn't feel right. I did not. I, th- it wasn't going smoothly. So I stopped recording and I prayed. I said, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Because it just did not feel like the topic was going well. And nothing came to mind. But a few minutes later, I realized, hey, Friday is five years at Love's Farm. And how cool it would it be if I did a special episode with Steve joining me? And we could talk about um, what we have learned in five years of our life on our little hobby farm. So I'll tell the story a little bit about how we got here, and then we're going to talk about, we we took really copious notes for this podcast. I, I have scribbled on a Post-it a few little things. So this is going to be completely off the cuff, which is how I work best. How, how about you?
1: Uh, I don't usually work <laughs> just off the cuff. <laughs> But i wanted to say do you think anyone was at home like wringing their hands when you said you had a special guest and were like maybe she has like donald trump or something? <laughs> oh gosh no and then they heard it was me and they're like click
0: No, no. I think they'll be very excited to have you because um, Steve has been on the podcast a few times. If you go into the archives, and I will link those episodes in the um, webpage, uh, episode webpage for this episode. He has been on once we talked about the blessing of a job loss. And we talked about how that was a pivotal point in our life. And we talked about life as a work-at-home family one time. I think we did talk about lessons here at Love's Farm one time as well. Oh, no, it was called From Suburbia to Hobby Farming or something like that. And so, anyway, for that those...
1: One I had a lot of notes for. I really a
0: lot oh of you know stories. what that's true you he was on one where we talked all about teaching the kids with gardening and we talked about we talk. i think we have a two-parter on gardening actually so yeah i'm going to link all of those if you haven't heard episodes with steve before you are in for a treat because he's always fun to have on the podcast and for i know i have a lot of newer listeners recently so you may not even know how we got here to our little hobby farm, Loves Farm. And so as this airs um, on Friday, it will be five years, November 22nd. We actually closed on the 21st, which is the day we're recording this, and we... um moved in on the 22nd of November, five years ago. And so I won't get into the entire story because I have blog posts about that as well. I'll link those also in the episode webpage. But just briefly, we had always wanted to live more in the country, You know, me being the simple girl at heart and the ma wannabe from Little House on the Prairie. You know, we had these dreams of more property and raising the kids with more, you know, privacy in the outdoors and having, you know, chickens. And I never thought we'd have goats. Did you ever think we'd have goats? No,
1: I never thought we'd
0: have goats. Um, But, you know, we had all those little dreams. We both grew up right outside of New York City. So we are not country folk. And <laughs> so there's been a learning curve. And so we did not grow up um, in the country at all. And so we just desired a more simple life. And God really blessed us. The journey getting here was not easy. We actually had bought another property. It was a, It was. A, we call that one, that was a real farm. And uh, <laughs> it was bigger. It was actually a farm that was leased. um, for the property to grow corn. So it was like a legit farm, And so we had bought this property that fell through, um, halfway through the process. And we just thought our dream of moving out to the country was over. And we prayed about it and prayed about it. And I just really surrendered to God and said, you know what, if you don't want us out in the country, then so be it. I guess this is where we're, we're going to be meant to stay. We were living at that point in a little suburban Was that what you call it? A suburban little development, you know, normal.
1: With a garage full of boxes.
0: (laughs) Yes, we had started to pack up our house, and it was very disheartening to have to unpack boxes in the same house um, that you were thinking you were leaving. So anyway, that fell through, and we, we just said we'll have to be content where we are. And a couple months later, all by the work of God, this house fell into our lap, and within six weeks of seeing it, we were moved in. It was crazy. That is true. When I say that now, I think that's crazy, right? That is pretty crazy. Um, and, and and to say why that's crazy, in those six weeks, we also had to sell our other house. We could not move into this house without selling our other house. And that house sold. We actually had a buyer within an hour, but it literally was contracted in um, 24, uh, 48 hours from the time it went on the market. So it was clearly all God that brought us here. And so we have... Just about three acres. We don't have a you know hundred acre farm. Steve gets mad at me when I call where we live a hobby farm, but it is a hobby farm. Tell them why you get mad at me.
1: Because I don't know. I mean, we have property, but it's kind of an over. Well, when I
0: property. when I first was when we first moved here, and I would go at speaking events, and I would say oh, we live on a little hobby farm. He'd be in the back, like, shaking his head, like, no, we don't, because we would meet people sometimes afterwards. And they'd be like, oh, we have a farm, too. How many acres? We got 100, 200.
1: Yeah, I have, but I have to say, I have someone in one of my classes that uh, the girl said, oh, you live on a farm? And I said, well, I don't really don't live on a farm. My wife likes to call it the farm. And she said, oh, she said, I said, what qualifies a farm? And she said, well, do you have animals? I said, yeah. She said, you have chickens? I said, yeah. I said, I have two goats. And then a barn, we have a rabbit and we have a barn and she goes, goes, oh, that pretty much qualifies as a farm.
0: Yes. So, so we call it our hobby farm because no, we don't make a living living farming or anything like that. But when we moved out here, we just knew that we wanted um, that lifestyle for our family, that we wanted to grow food. We always had this dream and we'll talk about this in the episode, but we always had this dream about being able to have like a super massive garden to grow lots of food so that we could share it with the community. And we have been able to do that here. And um, yes, we had wanted chickens and we just wanted that lifestyle for our kids. We have like, we have three acres, a lot of it is all open. And then the outer perimeter of the property is all surrounded by woods. So that was Steve's dream. He's, he loves the woods and all that. I wanted to be able to see. I didn't want to have like woods right outside my door. So we really got the best of both here. And the boys, you know, have loved, loved, loved living here and having the woods and having the property. And we all know Ethan, if you follow my Instagram, he's my little farmer boy. He's the one that takes care of the goats. So we've really been able in these five years to do what we really set out to do, right? Um, To raise our children with a more simple mindset and focusing on creation and nature and and slower life and simple life and i will tell you our town has 1800 people and it's so tiny and i love it it's just out here in the middle of nowhere with the bad wi-fi but (laughs) that internet service but hey we have to drive about 30 minutes to get anywhere but i mean i shouldn't say to get anywhere to get anywhere decent (laughs) but um it's a trade-off and and we're happy for it we're we're happy where we live so what have we learned we're going to talk about what we've learned in those five years I can't believe it's five years in some ways I feel like we've lived here forever this I always feel like this was where we were born to live like in our old home it never felt like that's where we would be forever it didn't feel like ours but here we feel like this is ours and so Part of me feels like I've been here forever, and then the other half of me is like, wow, five years, that is a long time. But when I think about it, I hardly even remember our old house anymore, right?
1: Yeah, we were saying to Ethan the other day, it's like, oh, do you remember that's where we live? And he said... I don't really remember it too
0: much, so... Yeah, well, he's he just turned 11, so he was just turning 6 when we moved. So, yeah, he won't remember it much. So, anyway, we have put together in our copious notes, which is scribble on a Post-it note real quick, some of the things that we have learned. And one of the things that we both agreed on, and as soon as I said it, he uh, Steve laughed because... Um, he agrees with me. We know this was one huge thing. If you're out there and you like look at my pictures on Instagram and stuff and you're like, oh, that looks so wonderful. And, you know, it's not always easy. <laughs> and I would say that some of the things, you know, we've been a little over ambitious with some things, or I should say Steve has been, <laughs> he's making a face. Um, we've been a little overambitious. So one of the things we say that we have learned is don't take on more than you can handle like don't let your what is it your stomach be no your eyes are bigger than your stomach yeah that's us in hobby farming so we move out here and steve is all gung-ho and you know it's, if, if anyone knows steve he's always all in he gets an idea and he runs with it and he he runs with it big so i'm always like okay but
1: then, but then when it's done <laughs> i'm on to the next thing
0: Okay, so let me tell you a funny story. This is just so that we can frame this about how Steve is. Let me tell you a funny story. And maybe you out there have a husband and you can relate to this. So Steve gets an idea and runs with it and and he's all into it and he like researches it and we're going to do this and he goes out and buys the stuff. And this can be for anything, not just hobby farming, but for anything, right? And he's all in and he has an idea. He's a huge visionary and he runs his own business. So that's great that he has that skill and he's creative but sometimes he's been known in our marriage to get a great idea and I'm like oh yeah that's a great idea and then he runs with it and he conquers it and he fulfills that idea and then he's like done with it he's on to the next thing and so I'm like you know It took me i don't know 10 years we're gonna be married 20 years actually this year did you realize i just thought of that today we're gonna be married 20 years in may um but i like i don't know maybe 12 years in i don't i think it was it was probably when we moved here is when i actually really realized it and i said to him one day well uh, he's very add and he thinks that if he was in school now right you you would be like classified as something he was the kid I'd be on drugs. (laughs) Stop. He was the kid that couldn't sit still. and. No, like drugs, medical drugs. Yes, I I think they knew that. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) looked at me all crazy. No, but... So, anyway, he would be, you know, probably... He probably has some form of ADHD or ADD, and he's very hard to keep focused, very hard to keep focused. And he he can't stop fidgeting. And so he's, but he's also very creative, and that has served him well for his own business. He's extremely talented. And so he is the hardest worker that I know. His work ethic is unmatched. He works so hard. So when he has an idea and he takes it on, like I said, he goes big. But then, like it's done and he's on to the next thing and then the next month it's like he gets another idea and he's on to that idea and so he was reading this book and it's I don't remember what it's called but it's like the mountain man syndrome or something where it's like part of his personality and the ADD it's like you conquer something right and then you go on to the next thing well the ironic part of this whole thing is he was so into this book And Steve will admit he's not a reader He doesn't like to read He doesn't really read
1: And it was really getting me to, I'd come home and I'd be like This is me This yes. helps to understand he's Like why so, I do this He's
0: so into the book He's reading the book He's coming home and he's reading the book And like I said Steve isn't one to just sit and like read a book So he's reading the book every day And he's like this is me And oh yeah I figured it out This is what I am And then like a few days later I didn't hear about the book anymore And I'm like wait What about the book you're reading And he's like I never finished it <laughs> So I'm always like, the irony. It tells you in the book that you go, like, you get to one thing and you don't really like, you know, you feel like you've conquered it and you move on to the next thing. I'm like, that's what you did with the book. You didn't, didn't finish. Even, I didn't even
1: conquer it. I just That's true.
0: I was it. <laughs> it was like once you figured it out, you didn't have any need to finish it. But anyway, so that's his personality. So a lot of times with the hobby farming, like if you're out there and you think it's like this glamorous lifestyle or, oh, that looks so peaceful and serene. there is There is a lot of peace and serenity living here for sure. But, you know, it is a lot of work. And so we got all these big ideas and Steve would have all these big ideas for the hobby farm. And then we found that and now I'm recognizing with his personality, like, look, we have to think it through. You know, one of the things I'll give you an example was this enormous greenhouse that he built one year.
1: Well, the greenhouse is still <laughs> right, Let's start it this way. All right. We started out with the greenhouse and the greenhouse. I mean, not the greenhouse, with the garden. And the garden was small the first year. It was about, what, six boxes. And it was, like, manageable.
0: I don't think it was ever six boxes. It was never that small, was it? I thought
1: it was. We started out small. It was six boxes, and we had a great first year. And I was like, this is awesome. More boxes. And then we put in, like, another, what, five or six boxes. And then... Last we're up to year. like 20, I think. I know? know. And then we were like, I was like, I'm putting up a greenhouse. And, and they're, so they're not just like little
0: boxes. Of... They're big, long boxes. Yeah, like I don't like want people four, to think it's yeah, just like
1: four by 12 foot boxes. So.
0: so we went from like six to 20, I guess.
1: Yeah. And then I was like, we need a greenhouse to extend the season. So I built a greenhouse.
0: And he didn't just build a greenhouse. Like if you're here in greenhouse and you're thinking of like one of those little kits that are like small that like you put a couple of seed trays in. And no, yeah. I'm talking about how big is that? 12 by 24. 12 by 24 it. I could live in there. Actually, I, sometimes it gets so warm in there. You guys all know I hate the cold. I want to make an office out there. Well, I can't make an office out there because we can't even really grow anything in it because what happened to the greenhouse?
1: It got overgrown this year. Okay.
0: Our greenhouse is growing weeds. No, I cleaned the weed, it. it well, it's, it's all clean now. Okay, but before. Yes. The weeds were like up to the ceiling the greenhouse. I've never seen anything like it. I I was afraid to go in there. Who knows what lives in there? Snakes and things like that.
1: There are
0: definitely snakes. Oh gosh. So the greenhouse, and it's beautiful. It has this beautiful door on it. It has like the vents and everything it needs. The sides roll up. It's beautiful. And it took a lot of time and finances, I would think, to, to make. He spent a lot of time making it. And then it's really hard now you're talking about the garden that went from six boxes to 20 boxes to now adding the greenhouse to then adding the chickens and the goats and we had ducks at one time and guineas and it's like we were just in over our heads so you really can't take on more than you can do because face it a hobby farm is not your um it's not our livelihood He works, I have my work and homeschooling and taking care of the house and I can barely do those things, right? So then we add all this other stuff on top of it and it just becomes extremely difficult to keep up. So I told him now next year we really have to plan it well. We're like starting everything over because this year our, our garden even became... Um, we right. grew weeds this year, right? We were weed farmers. And I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean uh, that in a bad way either. Uh, <laughs> but we, people I'm drug, so. I know, that sounds terrible. But we were, um, th- the entire garden started out well and then the weeds. And that was another lesson, right? We had a lesson there in the weeds, right? What, what You had your spiritual lesson out there one day. What was it?
1: That if you just, you know, you, if you don't keep up with your, um, being in the Bible, being in the Word, the weeds start to take over. It's the same thing. You just, you know, you get don't get out there. You don't pick your weeds every once in a while. Boy, come they... out one day and you're just like, what happened out here? And then to
0: get rid of them is so much harder than if we had just gone oh a little gosh. bit out of time. Now, that isn't to say, I mean, life this year was busy in the summer. We had Grace getting her ready for college and all the busy things going on this and summer. we had a lot of rain, too. And we did. We had terrible weather for the garden. So, I mean... But that's part of it. Like that's why you have to not jump in uh, and and be so over ambitious. So that was one thing that we learned that we've gotta just, you know, do what we can. And um, we really loved it was the second year living here that we had a really fantastic garden year as well. And we put up and you've seen this and I'll link to that in the in the webpage episode the episode webpage. Um We put out our produce, we made a little farm stand out front, and we would put out the produce every day because we grew so much extra. I mean, my entire kitchen was full of tomatoes. I have pictures, right, of like mm. just so much produce. And so we would bring it to church and give it away, give it to our friends, and then we would put it outside and we would put a sign that said free and we printed up little um papers to put in the bags of produce for the people taking it that said, you know, that we believe that this farm is not ours. And it's God's gift to us, and, you know, we want to share God's love with our community, and that's why we're giving our food away. And, you know, that year was great because we had some conversations with people. They were like, hey, why? you know you could make money. Why are you giving this away? And we were like, no, we want to give it away, right? We had some really good conversations. Yeah, and then this
1: year we didn't put anything out. and now, like they learned their lesson.
0: I know. Now it's like terrible because we weren't able to put – I did put a few things out this year, but hardly – anything we used to put the eggs out in a um in a cooler but you know lord willing we'll be able to do it again next year and it's just a matter of not getting in over our heads like not buying or planting i should say 22 tomato plants right and like we just went i mean we had just way too much too much that we couldn't take care of so this year maybe we'll go back a little small er, he's giving me a look that mountain man he's giving me a look he doesn't do anything small (laughs) Smaller. It doesn't.
1: It's not. It's not the planting that's the problem. It's the taking care. Well, of that's what I'm saying. To grow. That's but that's problem.
0: what I'm saying. If you look at how much you're planting, and you know I have to take care of this, you don't plant as but much. But
1: it wasn't. It, it's not even so much the plants. It was the weeds. It's the rows in between the boxes that is the <laughs> worst part. It's not. It, the grass grows in there. Then the right. weeds grow. But in my there, point
0: is that we're plant. telling everybody that one of our lessons is not taking on more than you can yes do and that yes. means taking care of the weeds and all that stuff
1: yes right? and, and also make sure that your lawnmower fits down the aisle so you can cut the grass <laughs>
0: plan well plan things well but you know what that's part of it you learn as you go right we've that's learned true. so much like if we could do a chicken coop all over again we wouldn't have the Taj Mahal of chicken coops <clears> our chicken coop we didn't know we were so like I said we did not grow up this way so we're just learning we didn't know that chicken coops did not have to be as big as ours is we could probably hold a hundred chickens in ours we have seven right now we used yeah. to have 12 13
1: yeah it's pretty big uh, and then it's like you said that you learn right? we're like, learning with you like know. I was all hopped up on the hydroponics oh, the
0: oh yeah I forgot about that we did aqua. he did aquaponics hydroponics yeah. the same aquaponics. thing Aquapine. we didn't have the fish no. Poopoo. poo yeah <laughs> he was all into that so
1: but we learned it took too much time yeah it wasn't worth it
0: so, so. we exactly so we're learning so that would be another lesson right that we've learned is that that it's okay to learn it's okay to make mistakes and you know we have we have grown so much living here in so many ways and so this isn't to say these are like mistakes we've made this is just you know lessons that we're learning and that brings me to another lesson that i wrote down is simple doesn't always mean easy right like you know i say i wanted to live out here for the little simple life and all that But it certainly doesn't mean it's always easy. Mm -mm. But I still think I choose simple, even if it is harder because of all the things we've learned and we're teaching our kids, like work ethic. And, um, you know, I think when I I thought like the simple life, you know, I, I glorify Little House on the Prayer. You guys all know that. I think it would be, oh, so wonderful to go back in time. That wasn't an easy time. I would have died if I was actually Ma, right? So we glorify that. But on the other hand, you know, just being here where you're surrounded by nature and the simple things it is a wonderful atmosphere to raise your kids and
1: you know what's funny what you said about you saying you wanted to be ma yeah it's funny because the one episode where ma the indian comes to the door (laughs) and she's in the thing with the shotgun that's
0: totally me when there's a fox
1: no you is the man came to deliver the balloon to the front door you and the boys (laughs) hid A man with a balloon, and you were hiding. Ma's fending off Indians. Okay, so I am Europe.
0: not Ma. If you've ever seen the premiere episode of Little House on the Prairie, you will know what I'm talking about. And if you have not, then you need to find it. It's so good. It's like the backstory of how they got to Walnut Grove. So if you haven't seen that, go find it. Um, but yeah, they're they're living in their little house. Um And an Indian is there's Indians outside, and Ma is sitting there with her shotgun, and she is protecting her family, and she is sitting there like praying, and it's just such a like intense scene. And boy, is she strong. Well, recently we had um, somebody at our (laughs) I can't even say it now. Somebody at our door in the middle of the morning while we were doing school, and it was. It was a stranger-looking gentleman. He was kind of older and a little scraggly. And he, he wasn't in a marked van or anything like that. It was just like a rickety car. And he came to our door with all these balloons, happy birthday balloons. And it wasn't anybody's birthday. So I was a little bit leery. So my boys and I, number one, I didn't answer the door because I figured he'll leave it if it's really for us. And I was still in my pajamas that was the reason I didn't answer the door because, you know, homeschoolers wear their pajamas all morning. And so he was ringing the bell and ringing the bell. And we were like, that's all right. He'll go away. We're just like waiting for him to leave the package. And he didn't. Then he starts banging on the door. Now, see, Ma was there in the rocking chair with with the gun, but the Indians weren't banging on her door. This man was banging on our door.
1: But the man with the balloons.
0: The old man <laughs> with the you. balloons. So the then Indians I'm like, so then I'm like, boy, should we call 911? I had my phone. My older son, he's like, no, we don't call 911. <laughs> Poor Ethan was like, yes, call 911. I'm scaring him. Eventually the man left. Um, And it, what happened was he was bringing the package to, it was for a different house. He left it on our porch, and it was for a different house. Well, maybe
1: if you had a shotgun, you'd be a little more brave. Oh my maybe. goodness! So
0: yes, I was. I was. I'm not Ma. Now that I think about it. However, a fox comes in our yard, and the inner Ma and me comes out. I run out there and I yell at it, "Get out of here!" Because we have to protect our chickens. So, <laughs> okay. So we're getting so off track. Anyway, this is giving you a little glimpse into our crazy life here. But um so what else have we learned here in five years? We're celebrating five years at Love's Farm. I should do a giveaway. We have Love's Farm's t shirts. We should do a giveaway. We have those. We designed them. They're on my um oh. spread shirt. Oh. Okay. So maybe so we're gonna do, gonna do awesome a giveaway. T-shirt. Um
1: Maybe you could do it on your site, on your Instagram. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um yeah. so
0: anyway we, uh, five years. And I can't believe it's been five years. You know years.
1: what was a, 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 a lesson? What? Was when we moved in that you, you surround yourself with good friends.
0: And, Aww.
1: Um, I have to say, when we moved here.
0: That's such a I good lesson.
1: I wasn't even here. This is so in. funny. Steve
0: wasn't here the day we moved in. I came
1: home and all the house was moved in.
0: We have the best friends in the entire world, honestly that is such a good lesson that i didn't even think about but yeah these are really good lessons surround yourself with good people because we moved here and i linked this week on facebook and i'll link again to it in this um, episode webpage the story of us moving here and how we packed up everything into a 26-foot u-haul and i wrote a post back then and i was i said i stood there looking in two in two hours we packed up our entire life, and it sat in our driveway of our old home into a 26-foot U-Haul, and that to me is awesome. Like, we—it makes me want to go around the house now and purge all, anything that we've brought in since then because we moved here really wanting to scale down as much as possible. Because number one, we weren't using movers because we were using our friends. They had all offered to help, and. I'm not going to ask my friends to move all this stuff, all of our junk. So we just, we got rid of so much when we moved here. And I just said, if we don't need it, it doesn't come. And any furniture that's not going to fit, or we don't want our friends to have to haul into the truck, it doesn't come. That last week, I was putting stuff up on Facebook. Free China cabinet, come and get it. Free this, come and get it. Free that. I had furniture, I had all kinds of stuff. Um, So... I didn't want to have to ask my friends to move my junk. So, you know what? If you're going to move, that's one way to purge. Don't hire movers. And if you have your friends, you'll say, I'm not going to ask people to move this junk. So I only brought the stuff we really needed. And in two hours, our entire life was put into a 26-foot U-Haul. Now, the reason Steve wasn't here, we were supposed to close the day before and move in the day before. And we had gotten the entire U-Haul loaded up and everything and something, it was complicated, but something went wrong with the closing and it got delayed and we couldn't move in till the next day. So we had our entire life in a U-Haul and nowhere to go. And thankfully, the people that were buying our house let us stay on the floor. We stayed on the floor. Remember that? One last night. And then um, that next day... Steve had a robotics tournament with the boys. He was the coach of the team, so he had to go. And so our dear friends met us up at the house. Um, Steve drove the U-Haul up in the morning or something like mm-hmm. that. I, parked it in the driveway. I got to the house And my furniture was already being unloaded into my house by our friends, not movers, by our friends. And we had friends come by that whole day and they all, and family, I should say, and they all unloaded just like crazy. They just, when I think back to it, it was crazy. They just came and unloaded our stuff and put things in where they needed to go. And Steve came home that night and everything was unpacked. And that's so unlike Steve, to you know, he would want to be here. But we just had really, really good friends. And that was a really, that's a really sweet memory that we had all those good friends come and not only help us pack up, but then help us move that day, especially if Steve wasn't here. One of the other things I wrote down that I think you guys will appreciate in five years of living out here on our little hobby farm is to dream big, but pray Bigger. And I mean that because we had big dreams and we still have big dreams. And every day I have big dreams for the hobby farm, for ministry, for Steve's business, for our family, right? I always have, we're both pretty much visionaries, I would say. And we always have these big dreams. But you know what? Our big dreams don't get us anywhere unless we are letting those really be God's dreams for us. And if we aren't letting him lead us, then... You know, we, we want our dreams to line up with his will. And so you can dream big, but you got to pray bigger and pray and let God lead you. And some of the things that we desired here, maybe, you know, God says, no, you don't need to have 20 boxes and try to feed the entire county, right? You just start small, you know, have enough to feed yourselves, your friends and, you know, your immediate neighbors, right? And so we don't have to always go go big or go home but it's really up to god what we are going to do with this hobby farm with our lifestyle you know everything we do is to honor him and i always say that you know your life is an outflow of your relationship with him and so how you are approaching things how you where you're choosing to live how you're choosing to live um Those are all things that are an outflow of your relationship with Him. So ultimately, letting God lead you in every single decision, including all the little hobby farm decisions, including all the little things that we desire to do here, we can dream them, but ultimately we have to submit them to God and let Him lead us and, you know, dream big and pray bigger. So what other big dreams do we have for for the hobby farm do you have any what are we what are we building next year oh yeah by the way we have a skate park you know my well, son is is a, is into now, skateboarding no, that was, that and was, now we have a skate bunker in our basement you can explain
1: well no what i was gonna say was one of the important things and one of the things that i realized this year was with grace going off to school oh, was no,
0: that, i'm gonna cry
1: was that time <laughs> time is precious mm-hmm. i know that you'll be like oh are you going to do that again but Like we only have a limited time and another reason why the kind of garden took a back seat this year was because the boys and I were skateboarding. And but I realized that like the time with them doing that was kind of important because I'm not gonna always have that time. Right. The garden will always be there. I'll always, you know, I can Mm -hmm. get old and do the garden.
0: Oh, I don't know. When we're old people, do you think we're gonna be able to do the garden? Sure. It's a lot of work.
1: Yeah, just be slower. What else am I gonna do? Everybody on the <laughs> beach, just be you and me. We'll look at each other and pick weeds all
0: day. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. Yeah, so Steve. And go to Tractor Supply. Steve Take is very hand. Oh yeah, Tractor Supply is our big dates these days. <clears throat> Steve is a very hands-on dad, and he is a very good dad. The best dad there is, and he does. He spends a ton of time with our boys, and you know, one of them is into skateboarding. So what does Steve do? You know, that mountain man over there, he builds him a skate park out in our...
1: It's not a skate park yet.
0: Oh, I'm calling it one because not everybody has ramps and jumpy things. And I don't know what they're all called, but that's what we have. And now that it's getting colder, they're moving some of the things into our basement. And he's calling it his skate bunker. So yeah, we we Steve's got always got some big plans going on, but things that we've done since we've been here, I mean, we I have to say we've gotten quite a lot accomplished. Not in the house or anything like that. We're not really big on home projects. Contractors. We still have builders paint in all of our upstairs bedroom walls, and I could care less. I couldn't care less. That's the way. Except say the bathroom. It. The bathroom we painted. Yes. Yeah, so we. I mean, I'm just not into that kind of stuff. Um, the house looks nice and is fine by me, but downstairs we have painted some of the rooms but other than that we haven't really done we haven't touched anything really um so one of the a couple of the things though, that we've done has been outside really for the main part we um built the garden I mean the garden is it's not just like the boxes he built all the boxes and then we had the fencing and all that he built he built the chicken coop we got the chickens we had ducks so he had built the duck coop Um, and then when we got the goats, I mean, we have a barn, we have a beautiful, beautiful old two story barn. Um, and he turned half of that into three stalls for the, the goats. No, it's the two stalls and then the milking area. So it's really three stalls Mm -hmm. and then the pen for them to be outside and all that. And they, the boys and him got that done in what, two days. It was crazy. So He's really taught our boys work ethic and really taught our boys how to do stuff. Like they know how to build stuff, how to do stuff, right? I mean, even Ethan at his age, he knows so much, if I think about it, that is really.
1: Or at least not be afraid to try
0: it. Absolutely. Not be afraid to try it. And and Steve, if he doesn't know how to do something, he will figure it out. He will YouTube it. He will Google it and he will figure it out. Um, so we've, we've done quite a bit, I would say outside, um, as far as in five years, you know, I mean, cause you only get a season for the garden. Yeah. So, um, we've done quite a bit, but I'm sure there are many more things to come. What other things have we learned? Did you think of any other spiritual lessons or otherwise? Mm do you guys, while he's thinking, do you guys know why we call this Love's Farm? I wrote a uh, post about that on the blog, but I know I have a lot of people who don't read the blog. They just stumble upon the podcast. But we call this place Love's Farm. The first year when we moved in, we were trying to think of a name because I was all about, we have to name our farm. And Steve's like, it's not really a farm. I'm like, yes, it is. We have to name our farm. And so we kept trying to come up with a name. And we had all these different names and Nobody could really agree. All of us in the family were trying to think of one. And Steve and I have always called each other love. Like I call him love. I don't call him Steve. I'm calling him Steve because we're on the podcast. But if we weren't, I'd just be calling him love. And he calls me love. And we don't even know how that started, right? We just mm-hmm. have been doing that since, I don't know, we met, really. And so we don't really ever call each Like he's never calls me Karen. That would sound so weird. I don't say it. So... Um, anyway we call each other love and so one day I thought hmm we call each other love what and love's farm because I knew at that point we were going to be giving our food away that we were growing and I thought what better way this God is love and this farm belongs to him love's farm and we want to share God's love with others And since we always call each other love, that's where the name came from. Like, what better name for something than love, right? So that's where Love's Farm, that's where the name came from. I Just thought I'd throw that in there. Did you think of anything else now? I was just thinking
1: (laughs) about how you were saying the other day about how, and you kind of said it earlier, though, was that you really need to pray Mm -hmm. and bring everything before God that you're going to do. Just in everything.
0: Don't get ahead of him, right? Because we do that sometimes. Admittedly, I I would be happy to admit that those are some of our flaws, right? And we get an idea and we run with it. And, you know, like like I said, Steve is a visionary. So sometimes, and I said that to him recently, like, you know what? We got to step back and pray. Like, we can't just run with every idea. So we're
1: on to our next thing now.
0: Right. Right, because we're always on to the next thing. So we really want God to lead us in everything with Love's Farm. And maybe that's where we're at right now with our garden this year kind of, as we said, it took an unplanned year of rest. You know how real farmers, they have to like rest the land? Well, we did that, but we didn't plan it. Um, So maybe our unplanned year of rest is really a time for us to slow down and ask God, what are his next steps? for love's farm and not just go with what karen and steve think love's farm should be but really make sure that we're in step with him and so um anyway i just thought today would be fun because it's our five-year anniversary at love's farm and we've seen so many blessings over the years here i mean i can't tell you to have a home that we're able to use to have company that was one of the big reasons when we moved I mean, the house to me is fine. I don't, I, I I mean, not this house is fine. I love my house. But the house, when we were looking, that wasn't like uh, the selling point. Any house we saw to me would be like, this is fine. I don't care. This is fine. We'll make it work. We wanted property. We wanted this, you know, larger property to be able to use it for good. And like I said, with the gardening, but also to be able to host things like we love in the summer. We can have hundreds of people if we wanted to if we were all going to be outside because there's just so much space to have company and we've had so many large amounts of company over the years we've been able to open our home and use our home um so that we can be the home that people can come to and hang out as families it's very big for us here to be able to have we've had over the years family nights where we have um A bunch of families come over, share a meal. The kids will do worship time, we'll hang out outside. We used to do a Bible study together. I've been able to use this home for prayer groups for women. We've been able to use this home for our kids to have events. Um, My daughter, you know, she's big into theater. We've had cast parties here of 60 kids plus. Um, You know, we've been able to use the home for hospitality, not for entertaining, because there's a big difference. I have a whole podcast episode about that. But to really open your home as a place where people will see the love of God and you can have people build relationships because they're able to gather together in a place that's fun and beautiful and hopefully that, you know, they see God's love here and we honor God in everything we do. So, yeah, we've done a lot over the past five years. We started with our chickens, then we got ducks, then we got guinea hens, then we got goats, now we have a bunny, even though the bunny lives in the house. (laughs) bunny was supposed to live outside and then when Steve brought it home he said we can't put this bunny outside it's too cute he didn't even want the bunny in the first place (laughs) so now the bunny lives in a cage in the house because she's so cute but um,
1: yeah, and she walks around the house sometimes too. So well, sometimes. We really she's have. cooped up in a cage. No, 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 no.
0: She's not. She has plenty. We even put her outside in a in a uh, little fenced in area. She has plenty of running around time. But yes, we uh we've we've done a lot since we've been here. And so I know a lot of you have followed us on the journey from before we even moved. If you haven't, I have a ton of posts in the archives on simply living for him that you can check out and see um, our journey here and you know how we got here and I truly believe it's because of God I know it's because of God um, and like I've always talked about when you come to that time of surrender when you really say like God I want what you want that's when he really answers us because I think before we moved here like we had I was literally the one that said yes to every house, every house we saw, I'd be like, this is fine. This is fine. Just because I wanted to move. I wanted to have that, you know, property, I wanted to have that little farm. So anything we saw that was remotely close to what I wanted, I'd just be like, this is fine. And so when we had settled on the other farm before, we really thought that was it. Like we really thought this is great um, for us. But when God said no, I really came to the place where I stopped thinking about because for a while we were a little obsessively like checking all the real estate web pages and stuff. I was I really came to the place where I was like, God, I just want to be content. Like if you want us to stay here in suburbia in this neighborhood, I j- I'll, I'll be content with that. If that's where you want us, then we need to shine a light in this neighborhood and this is where God is keeping us. And I really did surrender it and I really did submit it to Him. And, you know, I think when I let go of my plans, then I was able to really let him lead as he's supposed to, because that's, you know, what we're supposed to do. And so I had to really put my plans aside and be patient and wait. And so it's not always roses. It's not always perfect here. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, we are truly blessed to know that this was God's will for us. And we are able to raise our kids with, you know, nature all around and really learning skills that I don't think they would have learned over there in suburbia just because like Ethan with the animals, it's it's not, it's taught him so much. And y'all who follow me on Instagram, you know, like I'm always posting about it but because it He is he just turned 11. And for the past year, since he got those goats, he has gone out every single day with the exception of maybe a handful if he was sick, or it was just so cold, I couldn't bear to let him go out there. But every single morning to, you know, open up the chicken coop and let the chickens out and feed them and water them and give the goats hay and Uh, give them water and i'm talking in like last year we had like negative 20 degree days and he would go out there and have you know water freezes and you have to bring out fresh water and never complains in fact it can be raining and i will look out and see him walking back from the chickens whistling i wrote a post about that instagram once it just melts my heart he is so um responsible And he really takes care of those animals and has compassion for them and responsibility and work ethic. And it's truly been a blessing to have him learn those types of things here. So if you're considering the hobby farm lifestyle, It's a wonderful thing. I know there's some of you out there who are listening to this like in a city apartment and you're like, that's crazy. (laughs) But wherever you are, you don't have to live in the country to live a simple life. It's a mindset. Um, No matter where you live, you certainly don't need to have a farm to live a simple life because it's really a mindset. No matter where you are, no matter where God puts you, everybody has a unique purpose and a unique set of circumstances. But for us, this is where God has led us. And we will see what the next five years brings. What animal do you think we'll get next?
1: I have no idea. Alpaca, alpaca, alpaca. You
0: want <laughs> <laughs> I want alpacas next. He's giving me a look. Um, but he's the one who sends me a text recently that somebody around was getting rid or, or selling pigs.
1: They Did you were, want them? No, I don't want pigs. Oh. I just saw that they were there and I thought you might want one. No,
0: I don't want but I want alpacas. That's the next thing I want. So who knows what the next... I'll have to pray about that, right? Dream big, pray bigger. That's it. If God answers my prayers for alpacas, it'll be alpacas. So anyway, those are some of the lessons we have learned here on The Hobby Farm. And we just thought it'd be fun to share to share that. If you guys have any questions or you want to continue the conversation, as always, go over there to Instagram and post or um, on the, wherever you're seeing this. Um, or on the blog and continue the conversation also I wanted to let you know because this is airing right before black friday there's going to be a ton of discounts next week at simply living for him for the bible based homeschooling e-course for my consulting program my books will be on sale on amazon so you will want to stay tuned and check out all those things make sure you're following me on facebook at simply living for him on instagram as simply living for him and make sure you're following over on the blog so you can stay up to date on all those things coming up next week do you have anything else to say over there (laughs) <laughs> it said peace out cub scout okay well i thank my husband for joining me thank you. and uh it was oh, it's always fun to have him here and um we will see you around soon thanks for listening and until the next time i wish you blessings and joy